spirit speaks through love. The most important question that we can tune into is what would I love? Because when we feel that expansion, that's a sign. Like if we are a car and there's the GPS system, when we tune into what we would love and it feels expansive and exciting, follow that. Because spirit speaks through love. And when we tune into that question, what would I love? And we get the answer, that's the right path. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. It was a random Thursday in 2009. And my life, like many others, felt very unstable because it was right after the 2008 housing crash and recession. I had almost been in practice a full year and I was struggling with my hormones and I literally felt so energy depleted, I wondered how I was going to get from one task to the next. And this was all due to running myself into the ground because I thought it was the only way to do things. Now, in the last episode with Dr. Heidi Hanna, episode 183, for the first time ever, I spoke about the why behind my burnout and stress addiction. It had everything to do with big time childhood trauma and many limiting beliefs that I just carried along with me. Do you ever find yourself making decisions from a place of past trauma? I do, but never on purpose. There are times when my 12-year-old self is calling all the shots and I feel like I'm just along for the ride. In 2009, was an all-time low with my health, my finances, and everything in between, and I just couldn't see my way out of it. I was just surviving as I had in the past. But on this particular Thursday, I had gone to a health fair, and I was walking through the booths, and I happened to see this stack of journals that caught my eye, and the journal was called Speed Dial the Universe, and I felt so pulled to that journal that day. I felt like it was calling to me. I ended up buying a couple of copies and I committed that I was going to use this journal every single day because I believe that this journal may help me in some way to get out of my circumstances. So as committed as I was, I started writing it every single day and fast forward 11 years later, I still write in it daily. What the Speed Dial the Universe Journal provided me for the first time was a roadmap to create my vision and to continue to revisit that vision every single day until it became a reality. In the last 11 years, 85 plus percent of what was written in that journal has come to reality for me. I put my husband in that journal. I had my first book deal in that journal. The podcast is in that journal. My home at the beach in San Diego was in that journal. Our businesses, everything that I've accomplished, I had in that journal first. Through daily visual practice, I began to realize that everything we want is on the other side of our vision or our dreams, whatever you want to call it. And especially during this time, times like this, our vision is one of the most important assets that we possess. Our vision gives us hope and helps to guide us via our goals and action. And that is why I'm inviting one of my best friends in the whole world and amazing vision expert, Jen Hootie, to share on how to hold the vision for your life during difficult times. Even if it feels like your life has come to a screeching halt, the practical tips that Jen's going to be sharing with you today will anchor you into something bigger than your circumstance. Just like 
My journal anchored me into something bigger than my circumstances back in 2009. Now, I'm excited to jump into this incredible conversation with Jen, but before I do, I want to quickly sing her praises. Jen is the founder of Conscious Copy, the top copywriting company that helps entrepreneurs communicate their soul's message through their vision and marketing. She is the founder of four businesses and has spoken on stages alongside of Mary Morrissey, Lewis Howes, Gary Vee, Rachel Hollis, Brenda Burchard, and many more. One of the signature processes Jennifer guides hundreds of people through is called the Vivid Vision. It's a powerful process that helps people manifest their life's vision into reality much faster. And with that, I want to bring Jen on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Jen Hootie. How are you doing today, girl? So good. I'm so excited to be on. Oh my goodness. I am so, so excited to have you here. Just a heads up, everyone listening today, Jen is one of my besties and she is my vision guru. I mean, I go to Jen anytime I'm trying to anchor into that bigger vision, especially when things feel like they're in such turmoil and you are so incredible at realigning each and every person that you work with. But what I want to know is when was that defining moment for you? When you knew that vision was something that was a non-negotiable to anchor into if you wanted to do the big work that you were going to do in the world? One of my defining moments um, around vision was actually last January. I feel like there's been many, but one of the biggest shifts that was created for me was last year. And I had gone to a personal development event and spent three days building out my greater, grander vision for my life in my, what I wanted my health to look like, my relationships, and especially my business and my mission. And I had stretched myself of allowing myself to see what is my greater vision. And I decided to work with the mentor that was offering the personal development event there. And I got home that next week and I was just going kind of back into my routine. And all of these things started to feel like they were falling apart around me. And I had no idea what was going on. The first instance was in my business. I had built my business at that point. It was a little over three years old, and I had a right-hand person with me that had helped me build that business from the ground up. And she sent me a text that said, hey, can you talk today? And my my belly immediately sunk. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know what this is. And hop on the phone and she shared with me that she wanted to start her own business. And we had a big quarter coming up business-wise. I had all of these plans. And that was just like the beginning of what felt like a totally unraveling over the course of a few weeks that even lasted into a few months of different team members leaving and clients, you know, shifting things and losing big clients and having a bit of a health scare. And there was just all of this chaos is what it felt like starting to just be magnetized to me. And I wasn't really used to that, to that degree. And I reached out to my mentor that I started working with. And I said, this is not good. I'm not sure what's happening, but it seems like one like this thing whole after, vision thing is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like one thing after another, after another is going wrong. And this is just not good. 
And I was totally panicked. And she very lovingly, but sternly was just like, no, Jennifer, this is simply the law of transformation because you claimed a greater vision for your life. And anything that isn't in resonance with that is either coming up to be transformed or released. And so everything right now that is happening in your life, this is actually good news, whether you think it's good news or not. And the whole time I was thinking, this is not good news. This is not good news. But she was like, whether you think it is or not, it is if you choose to look at it that way. And what if, you know, this is, yeah, simply the, the law of physics at play because the universe evolves through chaos. And she gave me the most important piece of advice that I've ever received in my whole life. And she said, the defining moment for you is going to be whether you choose to get caught up in your story and the circumstance and let the circumstance have you, but there is another way. You can have a circumstance without it having you, but what you got to do is you got to hold the vision, not the circumstance. Mm-mm-mm. And in that moment, you, she's telling you this, right? You you have created this big, epic vision, this big, epic kind of dream of what you want your life to create, working with this incredible mentor, and then everything just starts to fall to the wayside, right? And then there's this reminder of, you know, hold the vision, not the circumstances in which everything is falling to the wayside that's meant to be, whether you like it or not, whether it feels good or not. In that moment, how did that feel? Like, was there a a sense of reassurance that you had made that decision? Like, I'm going to ride this out. I'm going to choose the ladder. I'm going to hold that vision. Because so many of us, I find we're in that, where we have chosen up in a higher vision. And then it all just feels like it's, it's becoming chaos. And we don't always know that on the other side of that chaos is really where we're going to get what we want if we keep on holding that. So talk to me about when you heard that. And as you're looking around at everything, I remember us walking on the beach when all of this was happening. And I remember it just feeling like it was chaos. What did that feeling feel like? And what did clearly, what did you choose to do in that moment? It felt like things were unraveling out of control. And as a person who part of me (laughs) likes me some control, it felt overwhelming. I remember in the mornings, I would wake up and just feel like this huge weight on my chest. I wouldn't even have opened my eyes yet. And there's just this anxiety that would shoot through my body. And I would just go throughout my days until until getting that that advice just thinking how how am i going to do this like how am i going to make all of this happen i have a pretty big bandwidth to make stuff happen but this feels like almost too big of a load to carry and when i heard that advice honestly i was kind of in a point where i'm like if there's any you know just like that hope just to like grab onto and one of the things I learned was, can I just like geek out on something kind of like sciencey here for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Is so one of the things my mentor shared with me is there was a study done by a Nobel Prize winner. His name is Ilya Priyogin. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he's a physicist, but he proved how the second law of thermodynamics worked. 
And what happens is when friction gets added into any sort of system, it creates chaos. And there's two systems. There's a closed loop system and an open loop system. And so in a closed loop system, if you put friction in it, it blows up. If you put the friction into an open loop system, it actually causes greater potential to evolve. It doesn't mean that it will, but there's potential there. And so knowing when when my mentor shared with me, like, this is actually what it looks like when it's all working out for you, but you have one of two choices. You can basically get caught up in this closed loop system, aka the circumstance, and it's pretty much guaranteed how this is going to work out for you. But if you anchor into a vision, which is like the open loop system, then it has the space to reorganize, the energy to reorganize, and it can be transformed into a higher order of being. I made pretty clear that I knew which future I wanted. And so when I heard, okay, if I keep anchoring and pouring my emotions into my vision and I keep investing in that, this will help pull me out of the circumstance. And, and I saw those two timelines pretty clearly. So I, you know, I, I knew that I wanted my future to be a place that I actually wanted to visit. So I kept anchoring into the vision and it's not like a one and done thing. It's like every day. That's so powerful. And I know that I can speak from as a friend that you have 100% come on the other side of that. Your, your business is thriving and you are stepping into something so much bigger. So I just wanted to just, you know, when we're in that turmoil, I know as people are listening right now thinking, well, did she, what, what ended up happening? Like, was she a win? I mean, well, clearly if we're having this vision conversation, <laughs> it was a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. So now that we have some clarity, I'm so grateful that you shared that story to give us a little bit of context. I'd love for you to share with each of us because we hear so much about vision. It's not really clear as to should we actually have it? How do we even create it? And why is it even important? So can you talk to me, Jennifer, about why it is important to have a vision? Mm -hmm. There's really three main reasons. One is if we are blessed enough to live, say even a year into the future, three years into the future, which we all plan to, right? If life is still expressing itself through us, then we're going to have results either way. Like if we're still, if we're still living, we're going to have results in our life either way. And so the question really is, are they the results that you want? Because oftentimes we, if we don't have something greater to look forward to in our future, we'll naturally get caught up in patterns of creating the more of the same in our life. So number one, you're going to have results either way. What kind of results do you want? And vision really helps you create those results you want. I love that one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you get to have these whatever results or you get to have the results you want mm-hmm. because you decide what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and alongside of that is we create our life by design or default. Again, there's the two paths and I guarantee you will never find a successful person define success. However you want, if they have just amazing family, they they're in a career that they love, they're healthy, they're energized, they're happy, they're traveling, whatever lights them up. I guarantee you that that person that you look up to as successful did not create their life by default. 
They created it by design, meaning pouring energy into their future and designing it to be a place that they really want to visit. And then number two is understanding that we don't go to our vision. We actually come from our vision. So what this means is oftentimes when we think about vision, it can feel very elusive, like a vision for my life. Well, how many years out is it? Is that 20 years? Is that 30 years? And we can talk about like, what is the, you know, what is the number that can really help you to gain clarity, but still feels like a stretch. But oftentimes we can get caught up in thinking vision is outside of ourselves. One day I will get there. And the truth is that we really only have the present moment. And we, if we keep acting the way that we've always acted and not in alignment with our vision, we're going to just keep creating those results. So we actually come from our vision, not to our vision, meaning in order to create the life that you desire in the future, you got to start acting as that person now. Who is the person who has that vision right now and acting in alignment with that? Because then eventually, every day, every moment when you act in accordance with that, you and your vision self will merge because you're coming from your vision. I know a good question that you've shared with me is who do I need to become in this moment to, to do this thing, right? Who do I need to become to launch this book? Who do I need to become to be a better wife? Like who do I need to become right now in that moment? And that is that concept of coming from your vision is coming through you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like with who am I, who am I being? It's like, who am I being in the middle of this circumstance right now? Who am I being right before I go to bed? Who am I being as I'm washing the dishes? What are, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking? Are those the thoughts that my vision self thinks? Tell me, I would love for you to explain too that everything is, I don't know if this is number three, and so I apologize, but everything is created twice. Talk about how our thoughts are so, so powerfully impacting what happens, how we act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something that I heard one of my mentors, Mary Morrissey, share, and it just resonated with me so deeply, which is everything is created twice, meaning first it's created in our mind and then it's created into our reality. And so if you think about the shirt that you're wearing right now, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, this was simply an image in the designer's mind before it got turned into a physical expression of the shirt that I can wear that you can wear. The same thing goes with our vision is first it's created in our minds, in our thoughts. And the more energy that we pour into it every single day, then the more that we're going to, and and take action in accordance with that, which is the second half of it, then it will become your reality. By spiritual law, it will become your reality. But it is that having the image in your mind and taking action. Like those two work hand in hand together. That's why if you maybe have had a vision for a while and have been wondering why it hasn't been working out the way you want it to work out, really look at, have you been taking consistent action towards that vision? 
Love that. Yes. Cause I think a lot of us think that we're just going to like dream it up and it's just going to come into play. And no, it, it's a two folded part. You have to think it and get clarity with it and then act as if it's coming into fruition for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the third reason for why vision is because circumstances are part of life. And, you know, at the time of us recording this, the whole world is going through quite a lot of circumstances, but whether it's global circumstances or something happening personally with you, whether it's a health scare or you lose someone that you really love or you lose a job, circumstances are a part of life. And what pulls us forward is our vision. Because then if we make our vision bigger than our circumstances, we can use those actually as the raw material to create the life that we really want to live into. And going back to, you know, the two systems, we can either get caught up in it or we can pull ourselves out of it from vision. Right now, more than ever, it's the reason why I'm so happy that we're having this conversation is a lot of us feel or know that we are in circumstances. And what I was really excited to bring on is in the midst of circumstances, some of us already have a vision that we can anchor onto, but each of us can create a vision that we can anchor onto that's far bigger than the moment that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's more important now than ever before. I really, really believe that. I 100% believe that to be true. Okay, so vision is important. Vision is going to get us the results that we want. It's going to help us create a life by design and not by default. However, you and I both know that there are some big roadblocks that can block every single one of us for not only clarifying our vision, but actually creating our vision. Girl, can you break down the roadblocks that you see pretty much on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So I've taken hundreds of people through a process that I use called the Vivid Vision. And the term is coined by a, a good friend of mine named Cameron Harold. But after taking hundreds of people through, I've noticed that there's seven, what I call the seven invisible blocks that stop you from gaining clarity on your vision. And I don't know that we have time to dive into each seven of them all today, but I'd love to dive into at least like the top three. And the truth is we all have some some flavors of many of these, but there's probably one or two that'll really pop out for you as yeah, that's definitely what's been stopping me. So the first one is afraid of what other people will think. So if you have ever allowed yourself to start to dream up the life that you want to live, maybe, you know, you start to think about, oh, I'd really love to be in this kind of relationship. And, you know, we we travel all around, all around the world and, and we work together and we, you know, and you start to try it on. And then maybe there's that, thought that'll just very subtly slip into your mind and it's your parents thought or your siblings thought or your coworkers thought like how are you going to do that what makes you think that you can have that Mm -hmm. that may have happened in my life I ain't gonna lie Mm -hmm. oh me too this is actually one of the top ones that I've noticed for myself and it could be so sneaky it's just like you know you're thinking your own thoughts And then suddenly it's like that different tone of, is that my mom? 
Why, why is my mom coming in my vision right now? Tell right? me. Why is she trying to stomp out my vision like Godzilla? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and the root emotion that's connected to this one is a, like a fear and fear of judgment. And what often will happen is then you may retreat and just kind of push it to the side. Like, oh, I can't, I can't have that. And then it'll rattle off all of the reasons why. But those reasons are not true. They may feel true, but they are not true in true with a capital T. And it's important to remember that because if you have a desire for a life, then by means in which you can create that, you may not know how, and that's actually part of the process. You don't need to know the how at the beginning. So number one, afraid of what other people will think. Number two is not allowing yourself to want more. And I see this a lot in women where there's almost a a guilt or unworthiness that'll come in. And the thoughts may, may sound like this. I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm just, I'm so grateful for what I have already. I'm good. I'm good. And kind of capping yourself. Or it may look like I don't want others to feel like I'm leaving them behind. So let me just not even allow myself to want more. Or I don't deserve more. That could be one. I don't deserve to have a greater life than what I have right now. So that is one that can pop up a lot. And then the third one out of the seven that you may relate to that can stop you from creating clarity around your vision is pretending you don't know. And this is different than not allowing yourself to want more. The core emotion here is fear, but it may sound like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that. But secretly you do. So I noticed this for myself several years ago at the beginning of me meeting my boyfriend, Alex, now. And I was working with one of my coaches and he said, you know, what, with the vision of your life, what do you want your family to look like? And I was like, maybe I'll get married one day. You know, maybe I'll have kids. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't really think I want that. I made all up all these excuses. Seems like a distraction. It seems like a lot of hard work. I don't really know that that's my path. I basically rattled off all of these different reasons, but there was this feeling inside of me that was like tugging, like, mm, is that really true? But I wasn't going to say that. No way. So it was actually my coach who was like, "Mm, are you sure you don't want any of that? And then with a little bit of probing, I just burst into tears. And it was like the first moment that I was actually honest with myself. Like, yeah, I did want, I do want that, but I wasn't, I was pretending that I didn't want it because I was afraid that what if I really want it and I don't get it? That is so powerful, right? What if, what if I finally say to everybody or to myself that I really want it, but what if I don't get it? And so how easy is it for us to say, oh, I don't want that, or I don't, I don't need that and just keep lying to ourselves over and over and over again. And to kind of buy into that, that's such a hard one because I think that happens to so many of us. And we honestly, we're convinced over a certain amount of time that, that there's a truth there that we really don't want it anymore. Mm. Yeah. And one of my 
Oh, one of my mentors shared with me, he said, even if you were never to get your vision, would the process still be worth it? Could you, could you fall in love with the process enough that, that the destination is kind of just like the cherry on top? And talk to me a little bit about, because I'm wondering, people are like, well, what does that process even look like? Does that mean I get some of it? Does that mean I get something better? Does that, you know, what makes that process worthwhile? Because I wonder if someone's listening and thinking to themselves, all of those, and we didn't go over all the seven blocks, and girl, those blocks are powerful. You guys are going to have to tune in to Jennifer to get more of those that are really going to just connect and resonate with you. But in making that decision of what if, what if I don't get the vision and I'm willing to go through the process, what are some of the wins that you think that we can experience in, in that Is it that we transform as people individually, that our vision takes us in another incredible direction? Kind of go, go elaborate on that for me. Yeah, I believe it's Bob Proctor. I'm pretty sure it said that goals aren't forgetting, they're forgiving and they're for growth. So the idea that, you know, we're anchoring into a greater vision and actually getting the thing is amazing, right? And it's what we think that we want, but I'm sure you and I can both agree that any of our big visions that have come to fruition, the thing that I'm most proud of is like the woman that I became in the process, because I know that that then becomes, you know, my skill set that nobody can take away from me, that I can use in any aspect of my life. And And it's so key, though, that you're really in love with your vision. And that is also a really powerful litmus test, because if you're not totally in love with it, Napoleon Hill says in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, like the burning desire, if you don't have the burning desire, then keep tweaking it until it's, you know, you just think about it and everything about you lights up. And that would be how you would know that you have the right vision, right? Because a lot of people, I know that's another invisible block. It's another fear that says, what if I didn't choose the right vision? What if, what if I I didn't make the best choice and now I'm heading down this road in this direction? And what if it wasn't the right one? I know this is a question that I, you know, I've been to so many beautiful workshops of yours and I can see the room trying to figure out if, Ooh, if I'm about to lock into this, is this the thing I should be locking into? And that you've always told me is the litmus test. Do you love it? Cause ultimately if you're loving it, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of my, I, and I keep quoting mentors cause I just like, I've learned so much from so many people. And one of my mentors, Mary Morrissey says, Spirit speaks through love. The most important question that we can tune into is what would I love? Because when we feel that expansion, that's a sign. Like if we are a car and there's the GPS system, when we tune into what we would love and it feels expansive and exciting, follow that. Because spirit speaks through love. And when we tune into that question, what would I love? And we get the answer. That's the right path. And you may get down the road. I've had definitely visions where I started to get down the road in that vision and realized, you know what? I don't think I'm as in love with this vision as I was at the beginning. 
and making some tweaks. And that's totally okay. But now I, I, I have a different vantage point. It's like if I'm climbing up a mountain, I can now see a whole lot more than I could have if I didn't start climbing. There's a saying, um, even God can't drive a parked car. So if, if you just sit and, and you're parked and you're waiting, waiting to get the insight, waiting to get the vantage point, it ain't going to happen. Like you got to be in forward motion and just do the best you can with what you have from where you're, wherever you're at. And that will give you the insight is taking forward motion, even if you're like 80%, sure. You'll, you'll get clarity in motion. What I have found so interesting is as I've set my course on a vision and I've manifested the direction that I want to go, it's incredible to me how all these beautiful opportunities begin to blossom in, in that direction. And depending on what feels good or what would I love, I'm willing to take that detour based on that opportunity. Like if it's just like checking in that gut check of saying, this is what I think my vision was taking me towards, but I knew that I needed to move in some kind of direction, have some type of action to see what maybe the, the, the better thing was going to be, or if it was going to be a better thing to begin with. So I guess also in that sense that, and I know this can be hard for me and, and you can speak to it on yourself because definitely I ain't going to pretend like I don't have some control stuff going on, but you know, you can anchor so deep into that vision um, that you may find yourself not wanting to allow any level of deviation. Talk to me about, you know, let's say we've got the big, the big, the life we want, the way that we think it's going to go, the, you know, kind of the story that we've written for it and that there is deviation. Talk to me about the allowing of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So with deviation of the vision and also I think one of the things that may come up in that question too is I don't want to cap myself. Yes. Yes. That's, I was trying to, it wasn't coming out. I was like, where is this in my head? And it wasn't. So yes, yeah. please. Thank yeah, you so feeling much. Afraid, for- like if I, if I stake my claim that this is my vision, what if there's something better that I don't even know of? I don't want that to happen. And I've learned the most powerful way to just kind of reel in that and then transform that thought, which is after mapping out your vision, what you want, and again, and making sure it's really, really clear and painting the picture of what it looks like as if it's already happened. Clarity is so key. At the end of it, you write, now all of this and something even better still. And what that does, it's kind of like you keep your hands open. Instead of squeezing onto the vision in a fist, like not allow, you know, it's going to be this way. This way or uh, no way. It's yeah. this, yes. <laughs> you keep your hand open and it's like, I, you know what? When I tune in, I would really, really love this. And I'm open to this or something even better still, or and even something better still. And it allows for magic and miracles to come in that you may have not even dreamed up. One of the ones that has been the most beautiful ways of that this has happened for me is in my relationship. And, you know, you know, my, my boyfriend, Alex, and we're like couple friends, we all hang out together. And I was clear of what I wanted in a relationship. 
And I just kept that open hand, like all of this and something even better still. And when I met him and still to this day, over three years later, it's like this unraveling where I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things about this man and about our relationship that I didn't even realize I wanted at the time, but it just keeps getting better and better and better. But I had to start somewhere of like knowing what I did want and, and getting clarity there and then keeping that open hand. By far the most powerful tool that you have given me is that statement. You know, I have felt like I have been a decent manifester for many, many years and I've held a vision and that vision has come to fruition for me. And I've been so grateful for that, anchoring to that no matter what circumstances going on. But there are times where I have found myself thinking, oh my gosh, have I capped out or have I capped myself on this vision? What if there's something more? And I've never wanted that to be the reason why I didn't go and create that vision to begin with. And when you drop that and this or something better still, it just felt like full on permission to go and create that vision and be open to whatever magic unfolds. And to me, that's like the ultimate manifesting. And I write that little phrase girl every single day in my journal every day. I I paint that big picture. I hold it tight. I visualize it. I meditate on it. And then, and this and something even better still. And I'll tell you what it is so powerful. And it, and it really just, it's, it's that permission that I think every one of us has been looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And I've watched you do it. And it's like, you have just absorbed these concepts and have turned, like turned them into so much magic in your life. And it's been so beautiful just to watch you and just how you, how you create and how you navigate life. And I just feel like so much of what you've done too, is just installing these principles as your norm. Mm, I love it. And I just so grateful to have such a beautiful mentor as you, my dear. Okay. So we've got the blocks. We've got the why we have, you know, how do we even know if it's right for us? That next little step, that final step. And I know it's the practicality of it all. And people are like, how do I do this? What do I do? So talk to me about the steps to creating a powerful vision. And as you're moving through these steps, are these steps that we can go back, re-listen to this episode and actually grab a journal, get a piece of paper and start actually doing the work, like getting it on paper? Totally. Yeah. And so there are five ingredients to creating a really clear, compelling vision that pulls you forward. So we can definitely dive into them right now. And then if you want, I got a free little gift at the end where you can just, they're all mapped out there as well with some different question prompts. Yes. Oh my God. This is exactly what I was praying for, girl. I was like, oh, let her have a little sheet that we can just go in with our pen and do. Oh, you've literally, I need, I, oh, I'm so excited. So yeah, give us the rundown and then just real quick pause and let's just take a moment. You guys, it, we're going to have the little cheat sheet. So you can literally grab it, download it, print it off, grab your favorite pen and actually get some time. You know, we've, everyone, we all, we all got a bunch of time right now, sit down in a place that you love or, you know, somewhere that's cozy and wonderful, maybe by a fireplace, maybe got some oils going, you know, and start mapping this out. All right, girl, Mm -hmm. give Mm -hmm. it to us. Mm -hmm. So ingredient number one is tuning in to the most important question. 
And we talked about it briefly at the beginning, which that question is, what would I love? What would I love? And in the areas of your health, like what would you love? In the areas of your relationships, what would you love? In the areas of your finances or business, what would you love? And then in the areas of your mission, what would you love? That's such an important question. And I was actually going through this process with a client of mine a couple years ago. And I kept asking like, what would you love? And if that even feels like, if that question feels a little stretchy, like, gosh, I don't know, then even just starting with what do I want? But what would I love is just, it has some potency to it. And I was talking with this client and he kept saying, well, this is what I think I should do. Or this is, you know, this is what I think makes sense. And I told him, I said, this is your opportunity to create your future and design your future however you want. Whatever you do, do not build yourself a golden jail cell. Do not turn it into what you think you should do and then grow into it and then realize that that's not what you want. You have full permission to allow your imagination to run wild and create your life how you want it. And in that first question, what would I love? Step number two is it's really important to create and communicate your vision in present tense and reflecting back. So I, I, I've studied from so many different mentors and teachers on this topic, everything from spiritual teachers to the top you know, business leaders, all ranges, Olympic, Olympic coaches. And there's something about three years three years into the future, if you're doing like kind of your greater, grander vision for your life, three years into the future, but making sure that you set a time bound because or else it can feel really elusive. If you're just like, I don't know, somewhere in the future vision, set a time. But I also do visioning too, where if I know, hey, um, by December 31st of this year, I'm imagining it's December 31st and I'm imagining I'm in the present tense and I'm reflecting back. So in my language, I'm using things like, this is what's happened, or this is what my business looks like right now. This is what my relationships with my family look like right now. This is what my relationship with Alex looks like right now. And reflecting back, that's really, really key because if you communicate it into the future, it's then it's imagining your vision. You're going to your vision, not from your vision. So don't use words like, it will look like this. Because then you're just kind of pushing it away from you. Number three, after, so tuning into the most important question, what would you love? Communicate at present and reflecting back. Three is paint the picture. So uh, with your vision, you don't want to use general language and instead use clear language. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? You know, when we last December, I imagined when I was planning out my upcoming year, I anchored into the vision. It's December 31st. And Alex and I moved into our dream home overlooking the ocean. And we have our best friends over for dinner. And we're listening to amazing music. And we're all connecting. And we're celebrating the best year that we've ever had. And we cooked. And, you know, we're all just celebrating. And you know, you were there. We, we, we created that, but that was actually, I was, that was in my vision, you know, long before we moved into that house, long before, 
you know, we all like deepened our friendship, but I used that as an anchor. So, but I painted it and it was visceral and I could feel it and I could taste it and I could touch it. So clarity of the language. Number four, this is really, really important is how do you feel? How do you feel? What are the core emotions that you want to feel while living this vision? I had a meeting with some of my team members. This is like last year. And I painted the picture of what our vision looked like for our company. And one of my team members said, gosh, that's going to be stressful. That's going to be overwhelming. And I said, interesting that, you know, you're choosing that feeling to be connected with that vision. And I can guarantee you, if you're choosing that, it'll happen. What feeling would you like to feel instead? You know, what if we could have this vision and it could feel expansive and you can feel peaceful and you can feel on purpose. And oftentimes this is where I will see people, they may miss this part. And then as a result, they'll get what they want, but they won't feel fulfilled. So it's really key to connect how you want to feel. And then the fifth step is detach from the how for now. It can be very easy for the thoughts to pop up. Well, how am I going to make that happen? How would that work? How would I, you know, just trying to figure it out. No logistics. This is not logistics time. Not right now. There definitely is in the future, but not during creating your vision. Just allow yourself to create your vision how you want to start. And and those are the five ingredients. And I promise if you use those, it'll be potent. It'll be powerful. Tuning into that question, what would you love? And you'll be able to build like a beautiful blueprint for your life. Hmm. I love the question, what would you love? And more importantly, I love the getting clarity, getting that crystal, like what does it look like? What does it feel like to live this life or to step into this next zone of genius that you're stepping into? Because you're right, the more real that we can make it, the more we're, we're bringing in those opportunities, we're bringing in those conversations, and we're we're acting in accordance to creating that. And so I love all five pieces, but those are the two that always really resonate with me is like, how vivid can I get this vision so that it feels like it feels so tangible, feels so real. And then, yeah, I think tethering, I think that's the one little thing that tethering your feelings around it. You know, I know that when you were looking for that gorgeous house, I remember when you guys were looking for it, you know, a lot of people could be like, oh my gosh, looking for this house is so stressful. We have all these other things going on. Like we, you can look at it from such a different perspective, but just thinking, oh my gosh, when I step into that house, it's going to feel incredible. I'm going to know, like there's going to be this deep knowing that I have been here, that this is my place. Like it, we can really shift the way we step into that the way that that we get to live into it by how we want to feel about it. So I love that too so much. All right, now that we've got the five, like the, the five core steps into stepping into that, and Jennifer Honey, you have created this gorgeous cheat sheet to now begin to integrate, like download what that vision is and put it on paper. And then let's say once we have it on paper, we've got the cheat sheet, we've done the work. Jennifer, how often do you recommend us going back and looking at that paper? Do we just do the paper and then just toss it to the wayside? What do we do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with the with the five ingredients, I created a beautiful worksheet or fun sheet that you can use, just like you mentioned, and pouring yourself your favorite cup of tea, just taking some time to tune in. And there's different question prompts and examples that you can use to 
help you really craft your vision that lights you up. And you've been to one of my workshops where I talk about this and I know that you're doing this and it's every day, every day, because we want to try, like put that vision on every single day. For me, I listen to my vision. I've recorded myself listening to my vision, myself speaking my vision on my walk every single morning. Because then I imagine it's like this vision suit that I put on. And for the rest of the day, I imagine myself going throughout my day from my vision. So it's not something that you just do once. You, you'll, you actually, I mean, just going through the process, I've heard so many stories of myself included where, you know, I've written a vision and then put it somewhere. And then a couple of years later, you know, you pull out it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is my this life. Came true. This is my yeah. life. Yeah. But if you want like quantum jumps and quantum leaps and to, you know, kind of collapse the timeline you to, to getting your vision as your reality every day. Okay. Every day. Awesome. So let me just understand. We're going to, we got our cheat sheet. We got a little fun sheet. We're going to fill it out with our cup of tea next to our little fireplace, whatever feels cozy for us. And then Jen, honey, do you recommend that maybe we go back and rewrite it maybe once or twice, kind of cleaning it up, kind of bringing in those little extra details into it. And then once we feel it's pretty ready to go, maybe after one right through or second right through, we take our little voice recorder on our phone and we just, we record that vision into the phone so that we can go back and listen to it every single morning or every single evening so that we are locking in to the direction that we're going. Would that be a little bit of what we could do? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's probably going to be a couple of iterations that you're going to want to do, like writing it out and letting it settle, but be okay with it not being perfect. And also be okay with understanding that your vision is a living, breathing organism. And it's going to evolve over time because as you're taking forward motion to it, you're going to get more insight. You're going to get more clarity. And so you can continue to to tweak it. But I do recommend like once you've made a couple iterations, you tune in, you love it, then it's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's time to get it on the recorder and start listening to it every single day. Yeah. And I, I wanted to just bring in because that, that up levels the potency so much. And I listen to my vision every day. My, and it's, it runs about five minutes. I know that the recommended is about five minutes or so. And there are times where I listen to it. I'm just like it, you know, it's, you're just reading, you know, kind of from what you want. And I catch these little, these little glitches, right? These little, and it's just like, again, it's not going to be perfect. That's not the point. The point is, is the grander vision is in there and, and you get to it, it, literally it gets to permeate into every single cell in your body. So do not let perfection be the reason why you don't record this because it's, it's never going to sound hundred percent perfect. Again, it's a living, breathing organism. It is about to be what your life is going to be. And so by all means, you have full permission to just get it, just get it in that voice recorder and start listening to it. Oh my gosh, girl. Thank you so much. I am so excited. We're going to have the beautiful worksheet, the fun sheet inside of the show notes for this episode. So literally right now, that's what I want you to do is go and grab them, download them and find a time, literally schedule into your phone where you are going to do this exercise. Jennifer, honey, any last minute inspiration that you want to leave us with, although you have left us with so much. I think it's it's just that reminder of the quote, um, and this is a quote from my mentor, Mary Morrissey, and especially in turbulent or uncertain times, 
just really anchoring back into holding the vision, hold the vision, not the circumstance, hold the vision, not the circumstance. I'm going to show my little, you guys can see, I've got my little hold the vision, not the circumstance. We have these in two places in our home and they're in my book as well. So Jennifer, honey, just people are like, did you really do? I'm like, no, this was a gift from my bestie right here. But every time, anytime I feel like I'm weathering, you know, rocky waters or anytime I just have that little, cause those little seed of doubts are going to come in that that's just going to happen. That's kind of how that's those, again, those little circumstances are going to try to like throw you off. And when you can anchor to this quote, anchor to this, this, this trueness of you, if you can just anchor to that vision, it, you know, we will be able to weather that together or, you know, individually as we're going through our, our personal journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank yeah. you so much, my dear. It was such a pleasure. And I can't wait. I can't wait to, to bring you back on very soon to continue to share your beautiful message. Thank you, girl. Mm-hmm. Now, I know creating your vision is much easier said than done. But what if you spent a couple of hours and really mapped out in vivid detail what your health, your relationships, your career, your finances all looked like three years from now? How would it look? How would it taste? How would it feel for you? Now more than ever, many of us have a little extra time carved out in our day to visualize what we want our life to be. Now, Alex and I had the opportunity back in December to sit down and do this exercise for both of our businesses and for our life. And it was powerful to see what each of us had envisioned for the life together that we're going to be having three years from now. And then after writing that down about three plus times, I ended up recording that vision into my phone and I listened to my vision every single day and I haven't skipped a day since I recorded it. Even in this moment that feels so tumultuous where everything feels in the air, I am anchoring to that vision. I am holding the vision, not the circumstance. And as I've learned with my Speed Dial the Universe journal, when you get clear on your vision and you can anchor to it, suddenly goals turn into daily actions and your vision starts to take shape through the actions that you take. So I love that. I love that goals are always in service of your vision. And then those goals end up getting broken down into actions that you do every single day. And this has been my life by design for many, many years. So I'm thrilled that Jen has created this perfect vision guide to get you started with five ingredients that you need to make your vision a reality. And I mean, why not? What do you have to lose? Why not imagine what it's gonna look like? I know for me, it's been one of the most powerful tools that I have used in the last 11 years. The link for the vision guide is gonna be in the show notes for this episode, which is 184. And lastly, I wanted to quickly let you know that I have devoted a series of episodes here on the show to support you during this time. Ever since episode 174, I have been interviewing amazing experts on the pandemic and areas in which that we can support you at this time. Some episodes that are worth checking out are episode 175, the top 10 ways to immediately boost your immune system and stay healthy, 177, how to boost your immune system by healing your gut, 178, are you becoming addicted to stress? If so, how to banish stress with three strategies. 179, how to thrive during a pandemic and quarantine. 180, how to overcome the anxiety pandemic by managing your mindset. Such a great episode with Dr. Joan Rosenberg. And then episode 182 that just happened, tips to instantly circuit break stress and overwhelm. 
Now there are gonna be many more to come in the coming weeks. I just want you to know that I am in this with you together and I wanna continue to provide you the best resources as we navigate this day after day, you know, to just kind of walking into what the future holds for all of us. So I just wanna say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, I'm gonna be coming on back to do a solo episode into hormones. I'm gonna be talking about how perimenopause affects your period and what you can do to eliminate PMS symptoms for good. So I'm super excited to share that content with you. I know that so many of us can be struggling with our periods, especially during that transition of perimenopause. That spectrum can get so messy. So I hope you join me for the next episode. And in the meantime, I hope you take that little bit of time to fill out that beautiful vision worksheet that Jen created for you. I know it's gonna be a powerful asset for you moving forward in the future. Until then, have a great day. 